Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And we are tired today. I think that that's a general theme with us, though. Yeah. Well, well I'm tired because... So it was our sister's birthday yesterday, mm-hmm. and today's Saturday while we record. You guys will get this on Monday, but it was our sister's birthday yesterday, so we had a late dinner and hung out for a while, and it wasn't until like 11-ish when I got home, and I was having a bre- bad breathing night because it was super humid and gross outside, so it took about an, a half an hour to an hour before I was able to, I don't know, catch a full breath. So that was nice. <clears throat> that sounds bad. Yeah, no, it's not fun. Um, <clears throat> and then I was finally able to go to sleep, mm-hmm. but it's just as humid today. So I've had to already do um, breathing, like my inhaler, the everyday one. And I have my rescue inhaler on me just in case. So fun times. Well, you're thinking ahead, so that's good. Yes. Other than our sister's birthday, um, what's going on with you? Nothing, really. Yeah? No, nothing. Hey, if you guys are into Pokemon, just <laughs> let us know, and Al will just tell you what his current stock is, and he'll sell you stuff. Yeah, I've got some, like, older product that I'm trying to sell. It's pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was so let let me let me get a little into detail because people like I don't know I don't know if there's still like a stigma around like Pokemon stuff or like trading cards in general. So um, when I was younger, I played like every card game ever. Yes, he did. Literally all of them. Um, and my favorite one that I played with my friends was Yu-Gi-Oh. You weren't really into Magic that much, though. No, I I have played Magic. I yeah, had but it wasn't your guy. thing. No, not really. But my thing because of my friends. My big thing was Yu-Gi-Oh. You remember that? Yes, I remember that very fondly. Not fondly. You say that sarcastically. Yes. I had great memories. No, no. I I know you had great memories. Uh I remember watching the show with you every once in a while. What I'm saying is you were a little over the top with it. Like... That's all you wanted. That's all you really did. You wanted to go to the place not too far from us and just spend the entire day there. Like it was it was a a big deal. And like you were you would get angry if someone was like, I can't take you there today. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I hung out with my friends during during the week. I couldn't. Yes. So the weekends, and I had the one day to play Yu-Gi-Oh! with my friends. So here's the thing. Yeah. As an adult now, uh-huh. I realize why those things happened. Yeah. Because our parents were adults, like we are now. Yeah. And they worked throughout the entire week. Yeah. So their weekend, they had three kids asking them to do different things. Yeah. And they are like, no. Mm-mm. Well, uh-uh. That's why for me it was drop me off and I'll call you when to pick me up, please. And then when they couldn't, and I asked a sibling, and my sibling goes, "No heck, you! 
or, hey, I'm in a different state, so I can't. Yeah. I go, I'll just die then. That's fine. <laughs> no. No dying. We'll think about it. But, so, um, I decided to use my big brain. And, well, two years ago, three years ago, I thought about the trading card marketplace and how, like, you know... What? Oh, coffee? Yeah, I brought mom coffee today. Okay. A bunch of them. Nice. Um, use my adult brain to turn my still I still have a passion for trading cards into money. So I did Yu-Gi-Oh because I know Yu-Gi-Oh and um it didn't really pan out very well. And then my nephew one day was watching Pokemon and I was like, "Oh, I kind of know Pokemon as well." And then it went it, it turned into an investment thing and then some some numbers I can throw out there. I bought products for $50 and now it's 350. Yeah. I bought products for uh, certain singles for like five, six dollars that are worth like eighty, ninety dollars now. Yeah. So if you are in the market for any uh, Yu Gi Oh cards or, po- well, not Yu Gi Oh. I do have Yu Gi Oh cards. He does. But I Huge mean, if you're in the market for any Pokemon uh, cards, boxes, training sets, whatever, you're just he's, your, out there. he's your dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, like right now I have some eBay listings for, I don't know, like stuff that's worth like hundreds of dollars. Pretty cool. Yeah. Just, just, you know. Like just before we started, I sold two cards for 630 Yeah, $630. Yes. Pretty cool. So like, he's not saying he only sells the high-end stuff. He's got stuff that is reasonably priced as well. True. So if you're looking for it, there you go. Look at that oh. advertisement. Oh, darn. I got you. I guess. This wasn't planned, but I had no idea she was going to try and like push my stuff. Anyway. He has so much stuff in this room that I'm trying to just get it out of the room. I'm the one who started the process. What do you mean? You can't claim credit for this. I've been telling you for a while that it needs to be sold. Listen, and I ignored you. Exactly. Yes. So now I'm I'm claiming credit for it now. Anyway. So Harry Potter's a cool thing. Harry Potter's a very cool thing. We talk about that. I so when are, when is Fantastic Beasts cool? ever going to come out? The third one? When is that ever going to come out? I want them to bring back Johnny Depp. Let's just do that. He needs to be back. He's Grindelwald. That's what it is. I think it's coming out next year. He better be in it, because if he's not in it, if I, I'm going to look it up when it gets released, obviously we're going to go watch it. He's not. He's not in it. He's not but in it. if he's not, if if they made Grindelwald somebody else, I'm no longer going, I'm not going to support it until it comes out on, like, streaming services. No, I think, so, what happened is they already have his replacement, and his replacement contacted him to get information on what he knew and how he was going to play the part so that at the very least there would be some kind of continuity and they can write it in that the face of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald wasn't his real face. I don't like that because Johnny Depp is a good actor. I agree. We already talked about him though. Yes, we did. So we don't need to put more into that. True. You're allowed to have an opinion and continue to reinforce your opinion. Yes. You can also state a change of opinion. Whatever you want. 
I think he should it's be let back, especially since since we've found out more about him and his issues with Amber Heard. I also think Amber Heard should not be allowed to be on uh, Aquaman anymore. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, l- let's let's go with some equal and fair treatment. Thoughts? Exactly. Anywho. If you're both poo-poo heads, both of you suffer. Yes. So, we're doing... You know what's not suffering? No, no, no. Don't go that way. Pick another line to go No, no, no. You know what's not suffering? You're going to say about following. No, no, no. I wasn't this time. Reading Harry Potter. Reading Harry Potter is the opposite of suffering. It's awesome. She's totally going to talk about following. She's totally going to. I probably was, but I'm not going to admit that. Oh, my God. Send help. You know what's super helpful? Oh, here it is. <laughs> if you like, follow and subscribe. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on any podcasting no, no, site. Twitter. We're not really on Twitter. We, we're sort of on Twitter. It's there. It exists. But we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, but we're not there. That's there kind of is. the way it is. Yeah. Um. We're, we're on any place that you listen to podcasts, but we're hosted on Podbean. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, I haven't Google looked Play. at our Spotify listens. Uh, so I look at our stats every once I'm in a while, though. and then I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what up, Germany? You know? What up, UK? We love you. Yeah. Canada. Woohoo! U.S., oh, yeah, you know, like all of those. But I'm more about the the things that I can see pretty quickly once I touch Facebook, the Facebook app on my phone. Like, y'all are coming in, and we are happy about that. Y'all are listening, and it's awesome. You said y'all a lot there. I did. I said it twice. Okay. It's It's from having lived in Reno. It just, I picked it up. I don't like that. I'm so Harry stop. Potter and Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. So Burger we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So we are in season five, episode three. Uh, we're going over Before Harry Potter start. and the Order of the Phoenix, chapter three. Hold on. I'm going to say the name of the chapter so that we can just have it the out there. Guard. And go. What are you saying? I, I don't want to raise my hand to talk. I don't I don't know. Did I give off teacher vibes? No, I just felt like it would, it would be impolite to just try and like take off even though I still try to do that. But then I was like, I negate my impoliteness by raising my hand. <laughs> no, I but thought, now you're just impolite and raising your hand. No, but it's like in school. It's like, so who knows the answer? Yeah, it's five. It's like just getting off the answer, which is impolite. But my hand is raised, so you're going to call on me anyway. So I just like preempted that. You know what I mean? No. Go ahead. Anyway, um, so I mentioned this before, contacting contacting a reaction channel on YouTube, uh, who I like their content. Um, that one fell through. He's still a cool guy. His name is Liam Catterson. You can find him. He has great reactions to stuff. I think he right, right now is doing uh, Buffy, or he's doing Angel now. Other TV. Show. I loved Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Um, he, he has great reactions. Great reactions. No, no, our communication just fell through. It happens. Um, but recently, I was watching a new channel called um, okay. White Noise Reacts. 
And they did the movies, and they were so enamored by the movies, they decided to do the books. Um, today, this episode comes out Monday, right? Today, their book reaction to Order of the Phoenix comes out. Their whole reaction to the entire book. Um, so you should go check that out if you've already read the book. They have interesting opinions. Um, I've invited them to be on the podcast, and they seem receptive. So that might be a thing that happens soon, potentially. Yeah, we're trying to branch out. We're trying to have more content and and things that are interesting for us and for you. Because wouldn't it be super interesting to be able to geek out over Harry Potter with other people who are also geeking out about it? Well, the interesting thing is I think it'd be really cool because... We've read it so many times. So many times. Watched the movie so many times. Listen to the audiobook. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, I have three full sets of the books in my house. I think I have the same. Plus the, the PDFs of them. Okay, computer, shut up, poor computer. I hate you. Anyway. Oh, so, so you know how we live, so the boyfriend and I live in a two bedroom apartment and the second bedroom is a guest bedroom slash office. Yes. I don't even like to go in there during the weekend. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to whatever. The work computer stays in there and the setup, cause I got the two monitors and the this yeah. and the that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it. I darn near don't even like to open up my phone and do like internet searches during the weekend like i'm so on the computer during the week so much that yep. i hiss at the room yeah no i got it no my it's because the permissions ran out and they were like hey refresh the permissions for stuff oh yeah yeah anyway no no looking at the computer makes me actually like upset and then it's a good thing you don't have to look in that direction right now true so yeah they might be on here we'll do a book one through five discussion we'll do all kinds of stuff yeah true it'll be cool yeah and we're still gonna start working on extra stuff anyway because that's what we want to do yeah so i think it makes sense to to give you more stuff what if i do a bob ross like thing and it's me painting Harry Potter stuff. Dude. We can discuss this later. It's the, not the a bad idea. Discuss. It's not a bad idea. We'll discuss it later. Beat the Dementor out of it. <laughs> happy little brooms. Happy That's little brooms. I was going to say little trees, but I mean... The Whomping Willow is not a happy little tree. Remember when he brought up his little squirrels? Yes. Uh, talk about nifflers or something. It, oh. Okay, moving on. That's all I can think about. Back so to sorry. the book. It's not going to happen. Harry um, Potter and the, and the Order of the Phoenix. And the Goblet of the Phoenix? <laughs> yes. Okay. I just got so used to saying Goblet of Fire. We were on it for so long. Yes, because it was a long book. And the books just keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, that's a, actually a weapon. <laughs> yes. So, like, I could literally just throw this on here, and this is how how it sounds. 
Okay. That's the paperback. Well, I apologize for your ears. Yeah. But that was the paperback. And just so you're aware, she slammed it twice on our audio interface and then was like, now I need to make space on the other side and do it there. Listen, it was done completely by accident. Mm-hmm. Accident. Accident. Y- yeah, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't... I forgot that that was there. The and I don't out. have a lot of space over here. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. So, yes. Mm. The books just keep getting bigger and they can be used as weapons. Yes. <clears throat> So, the advanced guard. Yes, the advanced guard. Um, A very quick rundown of the last chapter. Dementors, Dementors. Yes. Um, <laughs> Harry expelled, not expelled, kind of expelled. Bunch of owls. Missed many owls. Uh, remember my last petunia? Harry stays. Yes. And is confined to his room. Yes. And that's where we are. So he's basically locked in his room um, by the Dursleys, not just Uncle Vernon. And the first thing he does is he writes three letters. Um, And he says in the three letters, he says... I've just been attacked by the mentors and might be expelled from Hogwarts. I want to know what's going on and when I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. So... He basically has to wait until Hedwig comes back, because she's well, out. He sends the three letters to Sirius, Hermione, and Ron. Yes. He has to wait for Hedwig to come back, because she's out flying and hunting and whatever. Because luckily, the Dursleys are not keeping her confined like they did in, um, what was it? Prisoner of Azkaban? No. The second book. Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not doing that anymore, which is good. But she's out flying, and he that's the only way that he can send letters. So he's waiting. He's pacing the bedroom. His head hurts, especially where he got hit by the window earlier in the day and by Dudley later in the day. Um, Poor Harry's head. I know, right? And the scar. It always hurts him. Abuse. So now he's got three pains in his head. And a pain in his heart because he might get expelled. Anyway, Hedwig comes back. Hedwig comes back, and he's angry with her. He's angry with her. He's like, about time. He's not even angry with her. He's angry and, like, taking it out on her. Yeah. Um. So he, you know, ties the letters to, to Hedwig's leg and is like, take these straight to Sirius Ron and Hermione and don't come back here without good long replies keep pecking them till they've written decent length answers if you have to understand like he needs answers he wants them now and he is not going to let that slide yeah which i understand it's been a month without any kind of reasonable response information anything from from his friends and he's stuck yeah he's stuck the same way he was stuck other summers and this summer is not the same as other summers this summer like he just saw Voldemort return things are not good and she leaves and the second she takes off he feels bad he feels guilty about being irritable with her like that's his only friend 
at number four private drive so why would he do that but he needs to know what's happening um so he goes into this this uh somewhat calmer sleep knowing that he, they'll have to answer him they'll have to tell him something right mm-hmm. oh poor silly harry well the thing is is that harry feels like so put out because like he said himself like he's dealt with this he's the one who witnessed voldemort come back so why is it that he's the last one to know anything <clears throat> like, and it's like they're purposely keep. He feels like they're purposely keeping information from him. Yeah, <clears throat> he feels like he's being treated like the naughty child. Yeah. By so, Mister By Mister Weasley Dumbledore and Sirius. Yes. All of all them have sent, sent instructions, letters. but no explanation. Yeah, it's like don't use magic. Don't go anywhere. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um. Why? No one will tell him. So he spends. The next four days, holed up in his room, he only gets out to go to the bathroom. He doesn't even leave to get food. They slide him food through a cat flap that was put into the door a couple years ago. Like, he's legit not doing anything. He's stopped combing his hair. He stopped cleaning up his room. He's just stuck there. And it says that he's able to just lay down staring at the ceiling daydreaming basically disassociating for an hour at a time mm-hmm. like for real for him. huh I love that for him yeah and then he is there no company because obviously Hedwig hasn't come back so he thought he was going to get answers he didn't the next day and now he's just waiting for Hedwig to come back and on it says three days here but it's actually four on the fourth day uncle vernon comes upstairs and is like we're leaving and he's like what do you mean we no no no. you're on petunia uh dudley and i are leaving you are not to leave your room harry's like okay you are not to go anywhere okay you're not to watch TV or touch the radio or any other appliances in the house. All right. You're not to steal food. Okay. And Uncle Vernon's like, why are you agreeing? In his head, he doesn't say it. He's like, why are you agreeing? This is too easy. But I don't care. We're leaving. So they leave. And Harry can, it like it literally says, Harry hears the car leave. Like, Harry hears them leave the house. Harry hears them get into the car. Harry hears the car leave. And it's nice and quiet. Until it's not. Um, he eventually hears a crash in the kitchen. And he's like, wait a second. What's happening? And he actually goes through the whole thought process in the book. He's like, oh my gosh, it's burglars. But wait a second, burglars would try to be quiet. Oh no, he starts with, it can't be the Ver- the Dudleys, but the Dudleys, the Dursleys back, because I didn't hear their car. Yep. It's burglars. Wait, it can't be burglars, because burglars would try to be quiet, but these people aren't trying to be quiet. Like, they're just talking normally. Who the heck are they? 
and then he hears the his door unlock itself like the door that uncle vernon locked before he left that door unlocks itself and he's trying to figure out what it is so what would he do normally what's the first instinct you have as a wizard grab your wand where's my wand at (laughs) yeah so he opens up the door and looks downstairs and he's like oh look there's a bunch of people staring back at me yeah but they happen to be a group of nine witches and wizards that include the real Mad-Eye Moody and Remus Lupin I have a question for you yes and this is something that White Noise Reacts actually brought up in one of their videos. Mm-hmm. It was... Harry, do, Harry doesn't really know the real Moody, but he kind of does, right? Because Barty Crouch Jr. had to study Moody so that he could portray him accurately or else people who were close to Moody would recognize that he's being out of character. He's being weird. Yes. So Harry kind of does have a feel for who the real Moody is, but all the memories he has with him are false. Yes. That's a really weird scenario. Yes. Yes, it is. It's... Because Harry has affection for Moody. Yes. The the problem is when you introduce something like Polyjuice Potion, there's always that possibility that you know someone but you don't really know them yeah it it's very similar to you and i know each other Mm -hmm. and let's say tomorrow i have a traumatic brain injury yes and i completely forget you yes you have these memories of us and of me that no longer exist for me Mm -hmm. so you know me you know the way that i would normally react to things I don't know who the heck you are. I don't know how you react to things. So you have this vision of me that is correct per what you know, but that is incorrect because I don't know. I don't know who you are. I don't know anything that happened. It's terrible. True. It's terrible. So for Harry, it's like he has all these memories of this person that for him are very much real very much formidable because you know constant vigilance and taught him how to get out from under the imperious curse spell whatever and he has these things that occurred last year that the real moody knows nothing about because he was stuck in a box That, that has to be terrible. And he's the first person that Harry actually sees or hears. Because he's like, lower your wand, boy, before you take someone's eye out. And he's, Harry says, Professor Moody? Like, questions. He's like, I don't know about Professor. Never got round to much teaching, did I? Get down here. We want to see you properly. And then Harry's still kind of apprehensive. And then he hears a next, the next voice floating up at him. It's all right, Harry. We've come to take you away. And this one makes him feel calmer. Because it's Professor Lupin. And somebody else is like, oh, why are we in the dark? 
Lumos, and it's this younger witch um, who has short purple hair. Mm -hmm. And we find out that that is Nymphadora Tonks, who prefers to go by Tonks because you would too if your mother named you some foolish thing like Nymphadora. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's basically what she says. Yeah, and she can... um change her appearance we find that out in a, in a couple minutes yeah so basically he looks around and there's a bunch of people there like you said there's nine there's um obviously moody lupin tonks uh kingsley shacklebolt elpheus doge Daedalus diggle who is like oh we've met before to harry mm-hmm. um emmeline vance Sturgis Podmore and Hestia Jones and Harry's looking around like this is a lot of people for just me to which Lupin is like a surprising number of people volunteered to come and get you which I mean it makes sense because they've all heard about Harry Potter and they're all together to get him so if you've heard about it's basically like He's a celebrity in their world, and they all want to meet the celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's when Tonks is like, this place is too clean. I didn't know muggles were this clean. My dad is muggle-born, and he's messy. Like, this is weird. But I guess everybody's different, even in the muggle world. Um, so they, (laughs) I have to mention this, sorry for the giggle, but before that, when, when, um, what's his name? Moody is like, put your wand down. Eventually Harry feels calm enough to put his wand away, but he puts it in his back pocket and he's like, um, where, where was it? It's like, don't put your wand there, boy. What if it ignited? Better, better wizards than you have lost buttocks, you know. True. Who do you know who's lost a buttock? The violet-haired woman asked Mad-Eye interestingly. Interestingly. Never you mind. You just keep your wand out of your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, because people have lost, better wizards have lost Hold on, that's like that's yeah. like people walking around with guns. Don't be putting it in your pocket because you'll in you'll your lose pocket. something. Yeah. Front or back pocket, you'll lose something. Oof. True. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the equivalent of that. And he's like, "Oh, I can't believe you're here." And uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, we we got them out of here. Don't worry about it." Because he's like, "Oh, you're lucky the the Dursleys aren't here." And Tonks is like, that's not luck. I I lured them out of the way, sent them a letter by Muggle Post telling them they'd been shortlisted for the All England Best Kept Suburban Lawn Competition. They're heading off to the prize giving right now, or they think they are. I like her. I like her already. And how did she know that, you know... They'd they be care all about, for the lawn maintenance prize. Yeah, so they care more about their lawn than Harry. So like, they care about they a care lot about of more than exactly. Harry. That's unfair. 
They care about Dudley's studies more than they care about Harry. And they don't care about Dudley learning anything. I mean, Mrs. Weasley... Mrs. Weasley? Who? Mrs. Dursley. Don't you ever, ever. compare Mrs. Dursley to Mrs. I w- Weasley. I was not. My brain went... Um, she cares about his studies. She wants him to do well. She wants him to be a smart, well-rounded boy. But... The only round thing about him is his physicality. Oh, he's leaned down a little bit. Okay, fair. I no. mean, he beats people up now. So, yeah. he's got to be a little bit leaned out. Just a little bit. No, he's like oval. Now, he's an, he's an egg. He's an egg. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So, you know, they talk about how they have to get going so Harry and Tonks go upstairs to get his stuff and the second she walks into his room she's like ah this is more what I expected again remember he stopped taking care of himself for four days yes so like he's literally not picked up after himself he mentions that Hedwig's cage looks like it's dirty and needs to be cleaned his room is a disaster like it's starting to smell yeah yeah um which again makes sense your outs, your outward appearance, your surroundings say a lot about you. If your if your outward surroundings are always messy, your mind is a little messy. True. Right now, his outward surroundings are hella messy. Like everything that was in his trunk is no longer in his trunk. It says that he, all of his books that were in there are all on the floor after having been picked up kind of sort of read through a little bit to try to distract him and once he realized it wasn't distracting him on the floor and on to the next his clothes that was in there a mixture of of muggle clothes and wizard's robes are all over the floor like all of his supplies just all kinds of messy and she's they're talking and that's when we find out that she's a metamorph ma- magus magus. So she can change her appearance at will. She can change her appearance. She's a a witcher wizard who was born with the ability to change their appearance at will. Which helps her be an aura. Yes, we find out that she's an aura, a dark yes. wizard catcher, basically magical police. Yeah, what you think? What is it said? But it might be a little bit of a spoiler, not really. But Mad-Eye Moody is her mentor. No, she says that she... Oh, yeah. She didn't mention the mentor yet. She mentions it later. But we do find out that Kingsley is also... It might be. It might be. But, again, it's not a huge spoiler or anything, but... We also find out in this chapter that Kingsley is also an or... Um, at a higher level than her because she just yes because she just passed last year and it was hit or miss because she is clumsy and couldn't get past her her she almost didn't get past the stealth part of it she says it yes 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 yeah hold on she says I'm a bit clumsy. Almost nearly failed on stealth and tracking. I'm dead clumsy. That's what she says. Um, so 
the reason he's like, oh, can I turn into one? Because she changed her hair from violet to bubblegum pink. Mm-hmm. Just, whoo, just like that. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, I would really, I would love to do that. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure you would love to be able to get rid of that scar from time to time. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's like pointing out that somebody's got a big nose. Like, you know, they, they're, they're insecure about it. Like it's, it's a prominent thing and people are always talking about it. And that's what you're going to point out. It's like people who see someone is upset and are like, oh, are you going to cry? It's like, that just feels like you're kind of bullying them at that point. Right? Yeah. Um, so they have this exchange and she's like, oh, we're supposed to be leaving. Let's get going. So he starts grabbing books and he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, don't be, don't be stupid. I'll do it much quicker if we just do this. And she, you know, flicks her wand and says, pack. And everything soars from the floor into the trunk haphazardly but it gets there the job is done she, she, I'm not sure if it's now but she mentions how she wishes she was better at like she says her mom is really good at packing things so that yeah, everything yeah, fits yeah, just mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and she's like she even gets the socks to fold themselves but I've never mastered how she does it it's kind of a flick yeah. and she tries and the socks wiggles and then falls again at least she made the sock dance right yeah um and then she looks at Hedwig's cage and is like yeah this needs a bit of cleaning and she goes scourgeify and some of the feathers and some of the droppings vanished and she's like oh yeah I'm not good at householdy spells either yep and she looks at Harry's broom is like, oh my goodness, you have a firebolt! Oh! She fangirls over the firebolt. And she's like, oh, and I'm right, and I'm still riding a Comet 260. Mm. Ah, well. Well, again, Harry's broom is like international Quidditch. International Quidditch regulated. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they have them on international Quidditch teams. Like, that's a good broom to have if you're an international league Quidditch player. I forget. Is, isn't is there, like, at some point... It, it could be my memory going faultier, but isn't there, like... I thought the Ireland team had them all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, like, a shortage of them at some point. Or there was, like, a, a waiting list or something. I don't know where my brain came up It might that. have been the next version up of the... No, you were thinking of the the Nimbus 2001s. Yes, I am. Yes. Yep. Because he had the Nimbus 2000, which at that point was the newest broom out. And the 2001s were... And then the 2001s were all... They were... There was a list to order them. Let me see, because there has to be. I swear. But anyway... You'll look it up. We'll find out. Yes. And that's... The reason she's also fangirling about the firebolt is because that's how they're going to get Harry to wherever they're going to get him. We find that out in a second. They they take his trunk down via magic, locomotor trunk, and they get there. 
Um, they get downstairs and Lupin's like, oh, I wrote a letter to the Dursleys to let them know that we took you so they don't need to worry. They won't, said Harry, that you're safe. That'll just depress them, says Harry. And you'll see them next summer. Do I have to? <laughs> uh, Lupin smiles, but doesn't answer. So they're like, come here. I need to. Uh, Moody says, come here, boy. I need to disillusion you. And he's like, what the heck is that? And so Moody says, it's a charm. Lupin says, you've got an invisibility cloak, but it won't, it won't stay on while we're flying. So this will disguise you better. So we know they're flying somewhere. They're all going on brooms. Lupin actually says, or Moody says that Lupin told him that Harry's a good flyer. And Lupin's like, no, he's fantastic. Um, which is why she fangirls, why Tonks fangirls over the broom. Because she's like, oh yeah, that's pretty awesome, you know? Um... And this is when we find out what a disillusionment charm does. You know, he, it feels like t Harry gets tapped on the head with what feels like a smashed egg. Yeah. And he feels cold trickled down his body. Um, from the point where the wand had struck him, you know, and he looks at his body or where his body should have been. And it's not there. But it's not like the invisibility cloak where you're completely invisible. It's more like he somehow turned into a wizard chameleon. Yes. And he takes on the coloring and the look of the surroundings. Which is kind of cool. You know? Like, technically you look like everything around you. So nobody can tell where you are. Or who you are. What I always thought of it was like um, some kind of like light refraction kind of thing. If we're going to get sciencey about it, that would make sense. It, it ends up basically so that you're you're kind of a mirror, mm -hmm. and people will just see what's around you. Yeah, it's using your perception to fill in the blank of what should be there. So instead of seeing the person, the light being refracted makes your brain come up with what's supposed to be there. Yes. Which is what the principle of... Um, I My brain just stopped. You know what? Inattentional blindness. Yes. Inattentional blindness where you see something and you look away for a second and your brain your human brain fills in the blank that it's supposed to stay the same way or you're not paying attention fully to your surroundings so your brain just fills in the blanks because it thinks oh well everything should be the same and that's when you miss the dancing bear or the extra jugglers or the person changing their shirt from a red shirt to a green shirt. They do studies about this all the time. Yes. I actually wrote a paper about it. Yes, you have. Mm. I remember that paper. Yes. It's a good one. I got an A. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Okay, let's a humble brag. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. That was full also, on brag. I looked up the, the, the waiting list for the fireball. I don't even think it's a thing. No. I think I literally just had a random fever dream. And, and made Harry's broomstick out to be even better than what it is, which is like... But it is international is Quidditch rating, rated, so... And it says so. So he's fine. You're fine in trying to make it sound cool. It is a it cool is. broom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He basically has a Ferrari and they have like... Hondas. They look Priuses. Like No, they have Hondas. Okay. Hondas are good, reliable cars. Okay. They'll get you to where you need to go. But they're not like Porsches, yeah, or or, or Ferrari. Ferraris, or Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just they're Hondas, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we gotta go. We need to get out of here. We're just waiting for the signal. And Mad Eye is like, darn it! I wish it was a little bit cloudier tonight. Oh well. We'll figure it out. Um, In case one of us dies, don't break He actually says, (laughs) he says that. He's like, we're going to be flying in close formation. Tonks will be right in front of you. Keep close on her tail. Lupin Lupin will be covering you from below. I'm going to be behind you. The rest will be circling us. We don't break ranks for anything. Got me? If one of us is killed... Is that likely? <laughs> Harry asked apprehensively, but Moody ignored him. So he's continuing his phrase of, if one of us gets killed, the others keep flying. Don't stop. Don't break ranks. If they take out all of us and you survive, Harry, the rear guard are standing by to take over. Keep flying east and they'll join you. Stop being so cheerful, Mad Eye. He'll think we're not taking this seriously. <laughs> says Tonks. I love her. Oh, she's great. Yeah. I wish that they had given the, the movie Tonks more personality. She had personality. She didn't have enough lines to show her personality. Yeah, they did the whole, whole metamorph magus, magus In thing. In such a lazy way. It was a hair change and then at a grim old place which we're going to find about in like literally 45 seconds or so. Yeah. Um, it picks now at dinner. Yeah. And that's it, really. Yeah. So they're waiting for the first <sighs> signal. He says, mount your brooms. That's the first signal. And Harry knows instinctively that the br- bright red sparks in the sky are wand sparks. So he's like, okay, we're waiting for second signal. Second signal. Let's go. Because it's these green sparks now. Where the red sparks had been, and they and they kick off and go. Mm-hmm. And they're flying, they're flying. So, so this is a long, cold journey. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of detours and redirects. And Harry, because... at one point, is like, "I wish I had put on a jacket. Yeah. I'm freezing. They're gonna have to defrost me from the broom." Yeah, basically. And they get this thing up really quick. Sorry. So they make a hard left because the muggles looking up. Yeah, it, it, they go, go south, up, southeast, south. Fly southwest. higher. Let's go up another quarter of a mile because there's too many muggles and and this and that. Going south, town ahead, bear southeast. Yep. Uh, they finally descend in what appears to be a lower class neighborhood in London. And this is what we find out. 
before they even take off, they took off. They were saying, we can't operate with you because you're underage. We can't take the flu network because they're monitoring the flu network. Who is the they? Yeah. And we can't we're not going to put ourselves in danger by using an unregistered port key. So that's why they chose flying. My thing is, is why didn't they just get a car? They would never suspect Harry to leave Privet Drive in a car. Because I think that witches and wizards don't think of non-magical ways to get things done. I knew you were going to say that. I Because my, my thought is, as soon as you stopped me, was wizards use wizard ways to fix wizard problems, as opposed to thinking outside the box. And that's the that's what I think is missing from the whole pure blood argument. Mm-hmm. They're only ever going to think of magical ways to resolve issues, whether they're magical issues or not, because they're witches and wizards. That's it. That's what you do. You use magic. Whereas a muggle-born or even a half-blood is going to have the ability to think outside of the box and say, oh, my, my plumbing is messed up in my house. Instead of using a Reparo charm on on the piping, how about I just hire a plumber? You know? Yeah. Or oh my my the electricity in my house isn't working properly, obviously because I did magic around it and magic and muggle things don't work well together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to magically fix it, which might make it worse, instead of hiring, I don't know, a certified electrician. Like, let's get Harry from the Dursley's house to this secret place that we're not even telling him about, but let's fly there and have to go up into... Yeah, and darn near freeze and then say, let's go through the clouds. No, we're not going through the clouds because then we'll be soaked. Instead of renting a van and driving. Yeah. Would the wizards even know how to drive? So I don't the think they is, do because I think... No, Shacklebolt does because... Yes, but we find out later he does because he's in a muggle setting. So he has to. But does the average wizard know how to drive? They don't need to because once they turn 16, they can apparate. Or 17. Sorry, because you have to be of age. Once they turn 17, they can apparate. Before that, they've used the flu net. They could have used the flu network. Or a porky. I think so. So why would they have learned to drive if it was never necessary? I think that Muggle studies. And a license are something that every wizard should attend and have. I agree. I think of it this way. I went to an all-girls high school, okay? Yes, you did. So, one of the things, in order to pass driver's ed that we had in school, we had to learn how to change our own tires. We had to be able to demonstrate that we could change a tire. So, we had to take video of ourselves changing a tire and submit it to our teacher so that the teacher could be like, okay, cool, you did it. 
we had to learn practical things in order to pass this class. Why? Because do you know how many times I've had to change a tire in my life as an adult? Uh, four or five times. Yep. And I've been able to do it myself without having to depend on the kindness of strangers. What are we, Southern Bells? No, we're like, we're adults in current day society who need to take care of ourselves. Witches and wizards should be able to do the same thing. If they're going to interact on a daily basis with muggles or with the muggle world, they need to be able to do things that other non-magical folk can do. Like, learn how to use muggle money. Learn how to take the subway. I think even or just the knowing, underground. I think even just knowing how to communicate with a muggle on the without, phone without having bells go off. Yeah. Like alarms go off in their head. Like send a, a letter with only one stamp. It just. I think it's just such simple things can make wizarding life so much better in the Harry Potter universe, and they just don't care. Yeah, well, that's what happened, remember? In a previous book, Ron called Harry to talk to him and was yelling into the, the telephone. Is, I saw that, by the way, on Facebook. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's literally a crime against the fandom that that was excluded from the movie. Yeah, or the fact that Mrs. Weasley sent a letter in the previous book mm-hmm. with way too much postage on it. Yeah. How did she not know what the appropriate postage was? Because like, all she, all she not... knew is that postage is needed to send a letter. Yeah. So she's like, how much do I need to get it to Surrey? Like, it would be like what happened in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I think it stopped in the 80s mostly because I don't know anyone. Our sister didn't take a home economics class. But in the United States, they had home economic classes where you learned how to do certain things in your home. You learned how to make certain things happen. Why don't witches and wizards have that? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Stop being weird. True. Do you hear me, witches and wizards? Learn how to blend in. Because it's just a good idea in general. Yes. Anywho... Um, they fly a descend in what appears to be a lower class neighborhood in London. Moody shows Harry a scrap of paper. So, before we get there, he's like, where are we? What are we doing? And Lupin is like, in a minute. He's like, okay. Um, and I love it. I love it. Moody says, hold on, I got it. And he pulls out a silver cigarette lighter looking thing. And clicks it in the air. And it's uh, Dumbledore's put-outer. Remember we saw it in the first book? Yes. Still called the put-outer here. Okay. Anyway. Spoiler. Soon it becomes a deluminator. Yes. Um, so he's like, that'll take care of muggles looking out their windows. And he said, this is where he hands him a piece of paper. Go ahead and read the last couple lines in the book. Okay. For this chapter. The headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix may be found at number 12 Grimald Place, London. That's what's written on the note. Yes. 
Why did he get handed a note? He gets handed I mean, a note and told why. read quickly and memorize. We know why. Yes. Um, but it's we've like we've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it get, it gets brought up again a few times throughout the series, but it's the Fidelius charm. So basically, you you safeguard knowledge in someone's soul basically in their being and they're the only one who can give that information so the no the person who is the safekeeper for this or the secret keeper secret keeper sorry is dumbledore and he wrote that note so he can disclose that information and so because harry knows of this information now number 12 grimwald place exists to him yes so there you go it doesn't exist beforehand to him because he did not know the secret but because the secret keeper told him the secret now it's no longer secret to him yes and yeah you find out what that means in in a couple of days (laughs) (laughs) we're the masters of cliffhangers no we're not no we're not no we're we're really not we want to tell you all the secrets but we are the we secret keepers some. right now. Yes. I like that. We're not gatekeeping. No. We're just... We're secret keeping. We're secret keeping. Oh, snap. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. We're actually the worst. I can't do this. Yes. We're not the worst. We could be better. We're close. we're not bad. Listen, we exist. <laughs>